Welcome, this is Pat Byrne for another episode of Your Next Path. And today we're going to talk about navigating post-service challenges. Now, before I go into detail about the topics, uh, I want to ensure that everyone's listened to the previous episodes. Each of those are focused around your individual growth and kind of setting aside other influences and impacts around your life and making the most of yourself because one of the more important things is that your biggest enemy but also your biggest support is the person inside you. So you wanna make sure that you pick the right one that you're gonna feed and help and partner with. Because if your biggest enemy is on the outside, it's gonna let enemies, I'm sorry, from the inside, it's gonna let enemies who are outside you in. And that, that'll just continue to bring you challenges. So a few things before we get into the episodes, or the first topics. I had some great conversations this morning with uh, some prospective people who I'm looking to work with more. Uh, and another part of that is the why around I felt those were so important. And the, the conversation was really about based around living for your work and not work life. Work life is a term that has been growing and going around and I, I've never liked that term. So I, I've always tried to look at living for your work or the life work. So reflect on those previous episodes and this one. You know, are you living for your work and what things can you do to ensure that it's, it's much more motivational and more helpful to you? And one of those things from the previous episodes, definitely where you're digging into yourself, you've got to determine what your why is, what your meaning is, as well as your purpose. These are three different things. I've read a few different articles about it. They're all separate. Although they can kind of be intertwined and stuff, you've got to make sure they're separate. The, the why is one we commonly dig into. Uh, a very popular topic. I think Simon Sinek has like the golden circle, golden parachute, some comparisons of that. Always start with your why, uh, because that's a very important motivator that can bring about a lot of success because it, it can be very simplified into why someone's doing something and what that why can solve, if that doesn't confuse you. So I've, I was digging into my why after this great conversation about living for your work, and I had a realization around um, the first time I reported to my unit. So uh, when, you, when you graduate and you commission, you're a lieutenant, and then you go through a basic course for the branch that you're in. Mine was in the infantry. So we did a lot of running around in the woods, uh, leadership training, and things like that. And uh, then you'll go off to your first duty station after you try to do some different specialized trainings. Uh, and I went from uh, Fort Benning, Georgia to Fort Wainwright, Alaska as my first duty station, which was really neat. I wanted to go there. Uh, it was a neat unit history that was there and it was the, out the grand outdoors, the last frontier. But when I arrived, uh, the unit was already deployed. And the thing about it was that uh, I was on rear detachment. If you don't know what this is, this is like being at a remote station of a big parent company. And you, you're not forgotten, but you do some important things and you're helping 
set stuff up for when that unit returns. The first, uh, the first uh, duty I was assigned to was as a local casualty affairs officer. So a soldier had fallen in combat in Iraq and uh, I, it was my duty to go and check with local businesses, check with local uh, banks, anything, uh, find where his storage unit was, find if he had a storage unit, find his vehicle, collect all these things up and prepare it to return to his beneficiaries. In this case, it was his mother. And uh, I, I didn't have direct contact with the mother because when I arrived, I was picking up the duty uh, to ensure that all the local uh, items were taken care of and everything from him was going to be sent to the mother. And uh, there was a, a person local with the mother who uh, was coordinating things with her, and so I stayed in touch with that person. And it, it was kind of like a casualty support or kind of casualty affairs officer. And I, I've recently realized that it was an important calling for me to do that because reflecting on my why and getting way deep into it at that time, I was the agent, the bridge, the, the service member, the, the person that was linking someone's life to their legacy. And sadly, the legacy was continuing on with his own mother, which was really tough because I didn't think about it until now. But one of the things that the, um, the other casualty affairs officer told me was that, you know, make sure you take care of everything, go through the, his personal belongings, get away anything that like is just magazines or junk. Uh, they're not going to want that. But I made sure that clothes were folded and nice and being sent back. Everything was clean and prepared to be received. And um, he also had a Dodge Durango, so I had to figure that out and get it shipped. It was, it was really meaningful because I was connecting from that point onward. And that was important to me because it, it made me think deep about what I do now, where I, I try to bridge helping people, especially veterans, into understanding their legacy and what things they're leaving. Oh, the thing that he said was that, you know, make sure you take care of all these things because that's all she's getting from the Army. And that's only recently connected with me because he didn't tell me for sure, but I believe that it's possible um, that soldier did not have the SGLI because somehow it's optional. And I had soldiers in my unit who I always asked, "Why are why are you why do you have the minimum SGLI? It it goes from fifty thousand, it goes well zero if you don't want to fund it, but also up to four hundred thousand. And they continuously push and encourage people to have that because it it's the least expensive life insurance you can get because it's a soldier's group life insurance. I mean, yes, we do a dangerous job and go to war, but it, it's designed for that to ensure something can be passed on as a legacy to a family or a loved one or a nonprofit because you can do that as well but now I reflect on that and it really hits me hard because those things like she would have to sell that vehicle to take care of different stuff she'd have to maybe try to sell the coffee maker and the table or some of the different little things he had because he lived in the barracks there was just a couple personal belongings and clothes the civvies for everyone military and 
I mean, that that's a tough line to like dig down to. And that that's what will differentiate your meaning, your purpose, and your why. Those all relate to the legacy that you create. Because if you're doing your work or you're living towards your why, purpose, and meaning, that's really going to amplify the reasons you wouldn't go for that. We often talk about ensuring that the reason for your why will always outweigh the doubts and the challenges that are going to lay before you because that's going to get you through those. So, I mean, this could be a whole episode, so I'm going to go, like, bonus episode, I guess. So think about that and really dig down into your meaning, purpose, and why. So uh, when we get into... And th- this is a meaningful thing as well, what those these post-service challenges are. And this isn't just applicable to soldiers, veterans, people getting out of service and stuff. It, it's, it's a sense of going from one point and shifting to another point. Transitions in your life. And I want to help people through the transitions of their life. Because I've had some tough ones and I've made some dumb mistakes that I realize now were pretty dumb at that time. I could have made way better use of resources that were around me. So one that I've recently had a run-in with is figuring out healthcare. This is so important. And one of the main things about it, I mean, even someone growing up and doing, going through grade school, going through college, any type of education, and then stepping into the real world, as they call it, and a career is that you're no longer on your parents' life insurance and everything. You may have your own car insurance, you may have these other life insurances, and then the whole dynamic of how a school has insurance on people and stuff, but you don't really pick and understand choosing your health insurance. In the military, as a soldier, I just go up to uh, aid station or clinic or whatever. I say, hey, I need this. Okay, go get it. And or we'll have you seen soon, sir, and like, or sergeant, or everybody, like, go, just go to this place, and you can get taken care of almost immediately. And they're not going to send you a bill. TRICARE figures that thing out. Now, I'm not saying TRICARE is the best. Uh, I've had those challenges as well, where after four years of service, uh, I was still in the service, but then they thought I just left the service somehow and wasn't covered by anything. But we figured that out. So... And figure out how to read your healthcare. And if you if you don't understand it, find someone who can help you with it. And I've got a license in healthcare. Uh, I don't totally understand it and can't don't have products to provide to people. But I've got a pretty good understanding of how it all works and what the intricacies are. Because in my own healthcare plan, I've got to make sure that I look at. You know, the current doctors that we need, because my second son has a lot of medical needs, allergies, and all these other things to help him live. So know what the difference is between what a plan will support as far as medicine, as far as different doctors and clinics and specialty things. Because when you compare the different plans, one is going to cost you a lot more. It'll probably have a higher premium. It'll have a lower deductible. You might have low premiums and high deductible plans that have a lot better coverage. So if you have a company that does that, make sure you really dig in deep. And the human resources, they might be trained in it a little bit. But when I was HR, like I could kind of glaze over. And now that I'm more of an agent with that and educated and trained and licensed, like I, I see a lot deeper into how that works. 
So make sure you figure that out. Now, you don't need to go get a health insurance license to figure it out, but, you know, get with someone who can help you. Very important. And also know the differences between if there's a HSA or an FSA offered with it. One, you can use and it continues to save. The other one you use and then it recycles, it resets every year. So make sure you figure that out because that could be a very powerful tool for healthier living. Last piece of this is <laughs> always think about your value. So if you just believe, okay, well, I don't need healthcare. I'm going to take really good care of myself and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to like lose so much weight or I've got these goals and I'm going to stay fit. Well, things happen. So having life insurance will definitely help with the cost of something happening. But look at it in the way of value. Are, are you going to spend a lot of money on powders and special vitamins and specific diets and different things to try to reach a goal of losing weight? Or is it possible to simply look at eating and living better? So that money that you would use on those different things, they're good for certain goals and achievements, but you've really got to hone down on what the most important pieces are. So for myself, I've gotten away from a ketogenic diet because that never worked for me. And I did more research on what my body type is and my metabolism. And that was a, it was actually a bad thing for me. So I got out of that. I, I eat a very more balanced and my body deals with carbs better. So I shouldn't omit carbs. I should like use them, but not in crazy excess. Although I do love donuts. Got some downstairs. And... So, but I know that there are certain supplements, vitamins, and things that I need to function a lot better. So since getting out of the service, a big thing that I've found is that I've got a huge B vitamin deficiency. So I've got to make sure I take that every day. It helps my energy, helps the way I work through the day. And I make sure that I take that. Now, multivitamins, multivitamins are important as well. I don't take that every day because uh, that like gets a whole lot of vitamins in your system and that can be great. I actually take it like on a weekly basis because I know that that helps me. Another great thing is uh, MCT oil. So this is kind of a refined coconut oil so that it, it, it really blends better with different stuff. It's not like the coconut oil and um, stuff that'll like get hard at room temperature. Consider using that. It's supposed to be a good brain food and helpful with that. Also use a, uh, so I have a protein powder that I put that in. I also put uh, adaptogens, that's like these extracts and really refined down mushrooms and stuff that really help with your digestion, brain fog, energy. It kind of amplifies the different things that I take to feel better from the morning through the day. And I agree that that works because I've been, if you keep up with it, you're going to feel the difference. Take a protein powder with it. That's, that's a great thing to start off the day with because now your body's going to be burning off protein and working off that through the day. And it's not going to like kind of go through carbs and be like, okay, sugar high, sugar low. I need more food. The protein's a lot better for sustaining. And as always, hydration. <laughs> drink water. So keep your hydration levels up. Don't drink too much water so that you like flush out your system too bad. That, that's hard to do, but I've seen it a few times doing a cross-country and track runner. Kind of scary. Another water that I use is tonic water. So uh, because of some medical conditions that I've got, I've got pretty bad restless leg syndrome when I sleep, and my wife wants to hit me all the time. 
So I take tonic water because it's got quinine. Quinine is an excellent mineral or vitamin or whatever it is. I don't know exactly, but it's a good thing to take to get your legs to rest. Like it re somehow it relaxes the muscles in the legs specifically. So I sleep a lot better. My wife sleeps a lot better. That's something that I drink every evening. And uh, so I'm adding in some different quotes that are important to kind of relate this. And uh, one that I liked was from Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. It's that it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. So that means, you know, it's not going to take you that gold and silver and all that money to be a wealth that will drive your health. Your health is going to drive those things because if you're taking care of yourself. You're going to understand the importance of that relate it to a lot more so I'm gonna end on that because we're hitting almost 20 minutes and I don't want to talk forever so take that homework away look into your purpose your why and your meaning different things your meaning is an extrinsic type of motivator things that have happened around you in my life it was being assigned as that casualty officer to help that family and then purpose is always, for me, it's a big about impacting lives, helping people because of that meaning has driven towards that. And I've found other pieces of meaning through my life because your meaning is always evolving. Similar to the why, the purpose is really a goal, what you want to do. And that's impacting lives, ensuring that people don't miss the opportunities of life. And also my why was because of my history and what why these different things happened. A lot of people say your why should make you cry and uh, digging down into it a lot, it, it has. It's been very emotional. So just be ready for that. And the, the, what wraps that together is that what I really want to do is bridge the life and legacy, the life to the legacy for people, families, veterans, anyone that I can impact. Because under that bridge of life and legacy is the river of loss. Loss is what could wash away the shore, wash away the bridge, wash away everything, and nothing could be remembered. But you want to have that strong bridge between life and legacy. So I hope that strikes with people. This is Pat Byrne. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about proper protection for yourself. And this is important similar to what we started to ensure that there's an even stronger bridge and you got the right types of bricks and mortar to build it between your life and legacy. So this is Pat for your next path. I appreciate it. Go dig into yourself a little bit more and you'll hear from me soon.